Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to the first MNM Life podcast, which stands for Monday and Motivation Life. Uh, we are here to give you guys the best scoop, the news that you guys need to know when you walk into the office on Monday morning. Uh, this podcast is going to be uploaded every day. I mean, excuse me, every Monday at 7 a.m. Uh, to get your week started going off right, knowing the things you got to know and uh, pushing through, you know, any adversities that you are going through. We are here for you guys. Uh, we're based out of Houston. My name is Diego. I am your host, and we will be getting started with none other than an ABN Classic. Shout out Trey the Truth. Shout out Zero. Uh, this is going to be in my city, and we're going to go ahead and get it started with that. Right after that, we're going to get into the sports, so let's get it. Shout out ABN, shout out Zero, uh, shout out Trey the Truth. Grew up on those guys, man. Love you guys in my city. Um, you guys already know, you know, coming up in H-Town, that's a classic always. Um, but now we're getting into the sports section. So without further ado, uh, I just want to say, man, football is back. Uh, we finally had a game, the Hall of Fame game, the classic game, uh, where people get honored and inducted to the Hall of Fame while also watching some great football. So shout out the Broncos, shout out the Falcons. Um, you know, it was a great game, 14-10. Uh, Broncos came up on that game. And, you know, let's let's go ahead and uh, give, you know, let's give a shout out to the people that were inducted. You know, a lot of great people were inducted that day. But, you know, there's there's three there's three guys that have really, you know, I grew up watching. I grew up, you know, admiring, really. And, uh, I, you know, my ultimate team, I'm mad at an ultimate team had all these guys on it. So, you know, shout out Chan Bailey. He played for the Broncos. Shout out Tony Gonzalez, he played for the Falcons, and shout out Ed Reed, I mean, one of the best safeties, he played for the Ravens, 
Um, all three of those guys are legends. Uh, these guys changed the game forever. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. You know, Chan Bailey was a cornerback. I remember, you know, I remember watching him play for the Broncos and, you know, the skill that he brought to the table, uh, being able to read receivers, lock down receivers. I mean, he was lined up against the best of the best. And, you know, that was a matchup to see every game. Tony Gonzalez, you know, the guy's a monster. A lot of you guys look up to uh, Gronk and say, you know, he has to be one of the best tight ends to ever play, which, you know, no, you know, not taking anything from Gronk, but Tony Gonzalez was by far, I think, one of my favorites. Um, the dude was just relentless. Uh, he would run through anybody, catch anything in his way. So um, shout out Tony Gonzalez, well-deserved. And finally, Ed Reed, uh, one of the best safeties to ever play. Uh, I think right next to Troy Palomalu, the guy knew where the ball was going for sure. So without further ado, Broncos came up on that game 14-10. Uh, Drew Locke, which was a rookie to see quarterback, um, he's backing up uh, Joe Flacco, which Joe Flacco came from the Ravens. Uh, the dude is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, Joe Flacco. I think you're you're a great quarterback. Definitely throw on the deep ball. But, man, seeing Drew Locke, play you know with the Broncos and, and the way he was running the offense you know I honestly believe Drew Locke might end up playing a lot more games this season than Joe Flacco so you know don't take my word for it but let's see how the season goes that was just you know the first game of the season and I think Drew Locke did a wonderful job especially uh man especially seeing you know how scared and how uncomfortable Matt Schaub was uh running the huddle with the Falcons uh, you know, we all know Matt Schaub here in Houston. So, man, you can definitely see the difference between somebody that actually, you know, enjoys playing this game and enjoys, you know, running an offense and somebody that's just kind of here to to continue his legacy, you know, I guess. So, shout out Drew Locke. I think he did a great job, especially with the with the touchdown pass to Juwan Winfrey. Uh, you know, that was a an incredible throw. Um, it was deflected by a cornerback. And he just came down with it right in the end zone, tippy-toed, and scored. So, you know, shout-out Jawan Winfrey, uh, rookie, you know, rookie quarterback to a rookie receiver. Man, it was a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, let's let's get into, uh, you know, none other, none other than, you know, just some side notes. Um, this guy, man, I know a lot of you guys have been seeing this, especially, you know, on social media. This guy named Nathan Patterson. He's 23 years old. He went to an A's baseball game right it was him and his brother uh they go to do this speed challenge where basically you get a ball baseball and you got to throw it down there's a laser and it and it reads your speed so Patterson decides to grab the ball Nathan Patterson decides to grab the ball and uh he just starts chunking it 96 miles an hour 96 miles an hour guys not a lot of pitchers in the MLB can throw 96 miles an hour so let it know a 23-year-old kid that just said he was chilling comes up to the speed challenge and just throws 96 consistently. Um, man, it was an incredible thing to see. So shout out the A's. Excuse me. Shout out the A's because they actually signed the kid uh, this past weekend. You know, no no disclosure of what the contract actually said, but to, to give a kid an opportunity um, to continue playing baseball, I'm sure. I'm sure the dude is is a tremendous athlete. I'm sure he's played the game before, and to see the A's give him a shot, you know, especially you know to to notice somebody's skill and, and say, you know what, I want to take a chance on him. Shout out the A's, man, and shout out Nathan Patterson for you know stepping up on the plate and throwing 
and, and competing. So, you know, that's that's a great story. And also, um, in other news within the sports, um, you know, we're actually we're talking about the shoe market, you know, the collectible shoe market. Over the weekend, there was a millionaire, a uh, multimillionaire uh, dude, you know, he's damn near in the bil- in the billions for sure. Um, but there was a Nike shoe that sold for $450,000 over the weekend. It's a used Nike shoe. It's one of the first Nike shoes. Uh, as we know, you know, Nike started off making track shoes. Um, this shoe was in all white. It looked almost like a Concord, um, all white and black shoe, um, that went for $450,000. So the shoe market itself, I mean, to look back to and, and see, you know, where the shoe market went, Back in the day, you know, you used to get the magazine and you used to see your favorite athlete wearing the shoe and you'd be like, man, you know what, I'm going to get them shoes. And, you know, you'd, you'd work, you know, your butt off, you know, over the next couple weekends, get whatever paper you had and you go buy them shoes. Nowadays, you're getting drops every week and collabs are getting even extremely crazy. Um, you know, we're, I was talking about this with my friends the other day. You know, you you see a lot of Supreme Louis Vuitton collabs. You see a lot of, uh, you know, Bape. Uh, you see a lot of Ralph Lauren. Uh, you see, you, you're seeing a lot more collabs in today's world. Um, there was actually an Arizona T collab with the Nike uh, shoe, I believe, that dropped um, a couple weekends ago. And so, what what you're seeing now is a lot of people are going towards the fashion, the style, you know, the drip. Everybody wants to get that. And so, the shoe market, I mean. That was just always the stature, you know. It didn't matter you were working wearing dickies with the motherfucking white tee, you know. If you had some clean Air Forces, if you had the new Jays, shit, you were good, you know what I mean. So, the shoe market has definitely changed, but I think it's changing for the better, especially for the collect for the collectors uh, out there that do want that. And man, so to see that in today's world, I think it's extremely extremely uh motivating to to these young hustlers that you know are out here really you know reselling and really making that money um i was just talking about it with a couple of my friends the other day i'd be like man what if you know air jordan dropped a collab with louis vuitton or dropped a collab with supreme or dropped you know what i mean or gucci what if you know air jordan dropped that how much would these go for and we're just thinking about that man shit you already know. I mean, that's something in the works. I think it's something that's definitely going to go on, you know, later on in life. Um, and it's going to be, you know, produced for, for these uh, young, you know, hustlers out here that really want to resell. I think that's going to be a, a great collab. And I think it's going to be something that happens, you know, within the next couple of years, especially seeing what, every, you know, what everybody's going for and what everybody wants. So so without further ado, uh, we're going to go ahead and go to Handsome. By chance, the rapper featuring Megan Thee Stallion, and then we're gonna get right into business right after that. Baby, I look good. I look handsome. Baby, I look good. I look handsome. Somebody gonna take me for ransom. Everybody around me was dancing. Ain't nobody around me can have none Baby, you look good, you look pretty I know why you start fucking with me It's a lot of bomb in the city But you know nobody could get It's 
a hottie, it's a body, we ain't missing no meals. I ride shoddy, she like five, some but six in them heels. I'm a Ducati, you go do 90 down to 90, huh? Know you gone, know the five, you know the five, you huh? Big fun, rotisserie. Big tall, make it slippery. I give you a sec, I'll let you shake it down. Now let's run it back, this time don't make a sound. Make it walk, uh, climb up to the top and do a split and make it drop. You look good naked, look good pregnant, anything you make it pop. You out here baking hot like Megan on my bacon when it pop. Hey, hey, baby, you look good, you look gorgeous. Then right here, your city, I'm a tourist. I know I'm a catch, I'm a swordfish. Got me on your hook, on your chorus. Baby, I look good, I look handsome. Somebody gon' take me for ransom. Everybody around me was dancing. Ain't nobody around me could handle. Baby, you look good, you look pretty. I know why you start fucking with me. It's a lot of bomb in the city. But you know nobody yet. Well known all across the globe for my player ways and my skimpy clothes. Houston hottie with a model body, I'ma bust it open like a centerfold. Bad bitch with a lot of options. Half to me, it's really hard to top it. She don't suck it sloppy, she don't like the ride it. She don't lick the ball, she ain't really wifey. How that talking shit, you know that excite me And I know that mean you love me when you tell me you don't like me And I know you need some pussy when you argue and we fighting Don't you put them in our business, if we beefing, keep it private huh. Baby, you look good, you look handsome Rich nigga, put that dick up for some ransom Before I let you go, I had to have some Rich bitch, so you know I got my bands up Baby, I look good, I look handsome Somebody gon' take me for ransom Everybody around me was dancing. Ain't nobody around me could handle. Baby, you look good, you look pretty. I know why you start fucking with me. It's a lot of bomb in the city, but you know nobody could get. Alright guys, hope you guys did enjoy that Chance the Rapper, Megan Thee Stallion, I'm So Handsome uh, song that we just played. It's right off of Chance the Rapper's new album. Make sure you guys go check that out. One thing that I am going to get into today uh, before we leave is business. Business is something that, you know, drives me. It's allowed me to really see, you know, who I was and things that I needed to work on. I'm a financial advisor. I have my Series 6, 63, and Series 7. I am licensed by the SEC to sell, you know, financial services, uh, financial service products um, that allows people, you know, to better their life and stuff like that. I'm also licensed to do insurance. Um, so if you guys have any questions or anything like that, I am out of the sales uh, realm. I don't try, you know, to to build meetings or anything like that. My main thing is to build my own portfolio and really carry myself in the right way, uh, now knowing what I know now. And so the reason for this side of the podcast is to really create conversation, uh, to talk to you guys and see, you know, what you guys think is going on in the world today because the market has a big play uh on what the consumers want and you know we're the everyday consumers so it's all about what we want how we see it and what we think is going to be the next big thing so without further ado um you know let's get into uh some more china tariffs that occurred as of last week um trump you know we all know what's going on with the tariffs him kind of negotiating the best deals uh for china um and us as you know the united states is rich as far as the consumer goes uh, China has a lot of assets. Uh, I, you know, I think they they have a lot over there, but they're not really rich as consumers go as we are. So, 
you know, that's why a lot of people love us. That's why our dollar still holds value to this day um, is because of the consumer. So I think what Trump is doing, he's trying to bring that dollar value up. He's trying to get us out of that big bubble that we built ourselves into, especially with a lot of these, you know, loans, student loans, uh, credit card loans, uh, car loans, mortgage loans. Um, a lot of the things that are creating inflation and especially inflation itself, you know, increasing at a 3% rate. And, you know, people are getting broker every year because their raises don't go up 3%. They're staying the same. So there's a lot of things going on. But I think what Trump is doing, he's really at war with trying to bring back the economy. And I think we wouldn't, you know, we couldn't ask for a better person to do that. So Trump, you know, imposed more, more tariffs on China. These tariffs aren't going to, you know, be anything to the everyday consumer. Uh, these are just one of those second round of tariffs that allow, uh, that are really going to affect the businesses um, that work with China and, you know, certain industries that do work with China and the export import uh, section of things. So good news is these tariffs won't, you know, affect us in an everyday matter. But, you know, it does come right after the news that we will have lower interest rates, lower um, interest rates on car loans, mortgage loans, uh, student student loans, um, debt consolidatory loans. Um, you know, all these loans that, you know, personal loans, business loans, all these loans that we're getting on everyday basis, uh, we're look, they're looking to drop the interest rates, which, you know, it's great for us because in an instance like that, when the interest rates drop, stock prices increase. So a lot of, you know, a lot of miscommunication has been going on, especially with uh, the big news servicing, you know, within the business world, which is Warren Buffett. You know, the most accredited investor in the world is holding on to cash right now. Um, a couple months ago, it was uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was holding on to a lot of cash. Um, there's a lot of, there was a lot of instability, I think, within the market. And I think there still is, you know, there's things that we don't have answers for just yet, but I think they're going to be coming and they're going to be coming fast. So Warren Buffett, I think the main reason why he's holding on to $150 billion worth of cash is because he's looking out for his clients. Uh, Brooke and Hathaway is one of the most affluent, you know, financial service firms in the world. They own a lot of a lot of companies. So when you look at, you know, what he's doing, I think he's a smart man. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. You know, he wants to make sure that his clients are taken care of no matter what. And so him cashing out and having 150 billion to pull from in case of any instances that happen in the market, whether stocks go down, whether, you know, the Great Depression happens, whatever, he has 150 billion dollars to get from uh, to, to, you know, pull from and start building people's wealth again, whether that's buying real estate, whether that's, you know, buying, um, you know, certain things that are going to provide, you know, wealth, gold, uh, you know, Bitcoin might be a big play, um, certain things like that. I think he's, he's very smart in what he's doing, but for the everyday investor, I do believe that, you know, it's a great time to jump in the market. Um, you know, especially with the news of the, you know, lower interest rates. So in an instance like that, I think it's good to, for you to kind of find a company that you believe in and that you see yourself, you know, using for the rest of your life or, you know, for a long, long time so that you can get a return on it because you actually do believe in what they're doing. So, you know, kind of going with that, I think for the everyday investor, I think it's a perfect opportunity uh, to really sit down one day, look into companies and really see, you know, what you want to put your money into. I think, you know, you got to use the power of compound interest and you got to bring interest 
in a company and then see it compound and see, you know, exactly where you want it to be. I think that's the magic of the market. So, you know, Warren Buffett, very busy guy, you know, he reads about eight hours a day. He's reading, you know, financials of other companies, looking at what's the best, you know, option and what's the best thing he can do with his money. He actually got, he actually had time this weekend to sit down with another legendary person, Bill Murray. Bill Murray is a guy that, you know, he's done extraordinary movies. A uh, very funny guy. One of the biggest movies he's done is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was something I watched a lot growing up. And Bill Murray is very successful as a actor, but he's also very successful in the business world. So he actually got time to sit down with Warren Buffett. These guys are legends. You know, they're about the same age. And to see, you know, two guys hanging out in an Omaha coffee shop, being humble as ever, uh, taking pictures with, you know, locals and you know, being able to sit down, talk business and also, you know, have fun. I think it's an amazing thing. I think, you know, that's, that's some, you know, you, you kind of hope that, you know, when you're old enough, uh, to, to feel, you know, accomplished and everything like that to, you know, go to the local coffee shop, you know, and, and sit down with a good friend. I think that's an amazing thing and, uh, shout out, you know, Warren Buffett and shout out Bill Murray. I think you guys are extraordinary and, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You know, we, we grew I grew up watching both of you guys, so it's an amazing thing uh, to see that happen, especially this past weekend um, when so many things, um, you know, happen. So, you know, before we get out of this business section, I do want to get into uh, my portfolio. So, you know, before the segment, um, I kind of write down, you know, a couple big companies that I feel like, you know, investors should invest in. Um, These aren't by any means what I, you know, what I only companies I think you should invest in. These are my picks, uh, just like, you know, fantasy football, you have your picks and who you think you're going to do, who's going to do great this season and stuff like that. Um, these are my picks. These are things that I've looked into and I believe in. And I think that, you know, they're going to, ha- they're going to, there's going to be certain things that happen within these companies that are going to be extraordinary well, uh, just because I believe in their mission. So the first one is Ford. Ford is a company, one of the most extraordinary car companies in the world. Henry Ford uh, you know, built the first uh, V8 engine. Uh, the guy was just like, you know what, man, I don't care what you have to do. He told these engineers, he said, I don't care what you have to do. I'm paying you to build this engine. You better build the engine. And he pushed his guys and he will sit down with these guys and draw out plans and make sure that, you know, everybody was doing their part. So Henry Ford, since, you know, a young entrepreneur, business guy, he had a vision to do, you know, revolutionary things with automotive vehicles. And I don't think Ford has fallen from that in any means. I think Ford, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with Ford. Ford had a recall for focuses and fusions, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, saying that, you know, they knew there was bad engines in them, but they still sold them and understand, look, at the end of the day, understand that that's just kind of how business is. You know, you, I, 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 of course get mad at Ford for doing that, but I'm sure they're, they're doing things in place to really help the consumer knowing that, you know what I mean? I'm sure they were like, well, you know what? I'm sure it's going to be a lot cheaper to fix the problem later on than to redo all these cars. So let's go ahead and finish up this batch. And then, you know, we'll do a warranty and stuff like that, which is, you know, something that they've, you know, been very good at, you know, they're, they're, they're all about helping the customer out. So Ford actually launched that they they partnered up with Volkswagen German Engineering. Uh, Volkswagen takes pride in their diesel engines, um, the revolutionary engine of you know, let's make it a cleaner car and give it the most you know turbo, the most power that we can. 
um, while, you know, driving the smoothest way uh, possible. So seeing a company like Ford, which, you know, invented cars and the engines, to seeing some, you know, partner up with Volkswagen, which uh, renovated and re-evolved the engine itself to be, you know, a diesel engine. And to see both of those companies looking into jump in and work on an electrical car together um, and investing, you know, multiple billions of dollars, multi-billions of dollars into that and to see if they can build some, you know, extraordinary well, some that competes with Tesla. Tesla's going to be dropping something, you know, later in 2020 and they're going to be dropping things in 2022. And I think they're going to be taking over the market by 2025 if nobody starts competing with them. And I think that Ford and Volkswagen do understand that. And I think they're, they're going to be pushing to really, you know, put talk to their engineers and see, you know, we have to build the best car possible. We have to put it on the road, on the road ASAP and it has to be perfect. So Ford and Volkswagen, I think they're going to do a great partnership. And so for that reason, I think that, you know, the Ford stock, it being at $9 a share right now, which is very low, which is extremely low. I think that they're going to go anywhere from 40 to $50. So within the, within the end of 2020. So for me, Ford is a great choice. I think they're going to do great. I think they're going to skyrocket. Um, next one is GE General Electric. General Electric, I remember, you know, I was working at the bank. I was a banker at the bank. And I remember, you know, talking to the financial advisor at Wells Fargo. You know, the guy, you know, walked around, you know, like he was a shit and everything like that. He said that General Electric was going to go, you know, it's just going to plummet. It's not going to do anything. It's going to be a bankrupt company. Nobody cares about General Electric. And I remember thinking, well, I remember that day reading up on General Electric. They had just got a new CEO and they had dropped billions of dollars within the, to the company so that they can build the company and be what, it, what they want it to be, which is General, General Electric, GE, they built everything. They built microwaves, they built kitchens, they built TVs, they built airplanes, they built things for, you know, HVAC systems, they built a lot of things. And they sold off a little portion of their company, um, but I think they're sticking to their roots, which is, you know, innovation, innovation and power, you know, power, which is, you know, your, your electric bill and things like that. There's a lot of, you know, the market right now, a lot of people are going towards solar power. A lot of people are, you know, trying to save on power itself. And, you know, shout out those people. I think, you know, you guys are, you know, going towards the right way. But I think there's going to be a lot more power in the world to be used for better things. And I think that's when General Electric is going to take, you know, a big portion of the market because that's where they're sticking to. They're sticking to their roots. They're sticking to what they know. And they're sticking to what the company made it off of. So shout out General Electric. Those shares are, I think, right around $5 a share, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, somewhere between 5 and $10. I think they can be anywhere between $20 to $30 uh, within the next couple of years. So uh, that's another, you know, great pick. I'm a standby General Electric. I don't care what the fuck people say. I think that's a great company. Snapchat is the next company. Snapchat, guys, Snapchat, about a year ago, it was, a fi- it was $5 a share, right? About a year ago, it was $5 a share. Not a lot of people knew what Snapchat was really meant to do. DJ Cali, you know, I follow DJ Cali on my Snap. DJ Cali is, you know, a very, you know, smart man. 
and he knew exactly what to do with Snapchat. He knew that Snapchat is more of a documentary, you know, type feel. It's about, you know, giving you the news and giving it to you now. It's about, you know, putting that, you know, within, you know, people's rooms so that they can click on something and see what somebody's day's looking like. Um, I think Snapchat, you know, their advertising, the way they were setting up their, you know, they're playing with how the platform looks. Uh, you know, I think for sure they're going to stick to that, you know, Snapchat logo for the rest of their life. But the way the platform is looking, I think they're they're going towards the right way. I think they're going to set it up the right way pretty soon. And I think, you know, the shares itself, I think it still has a long way to go. Um, I think it'd be somewhere around the Facebook, you know, Facebook point, you know, Facebook is somewhere around $120 a share, uh, somewhere around there. It's around the six figure range. And to see, you know, Snapchat right now at $17 a share, keep in mind last year is $5 a share. If you would have put $5, $5 into the stock last year and you would have let it sit there till this year. And right now shares are $17. You would have made, you would have like $30 in your account right now. No bullshit. When you see it that way, when you see it that way, you have to know, look, this game that we're all playing, there's no, there's no hiding from it. You have to see what you're doing every day. You have to put yourself in the shoes of a business person. And that's what's so important about what we talk about on these, on these, uh, on these podcasts is Snapchat. If you're on Snapchat every day, you should be investing in Snapchat because you believe in the product. Snapchat's at $17 a share. Now, it might teeter-totter. Tomorrow, it might be $15, $14. It might go back down to $10. Who knows? It might go back down to $5. But it, seeing Snapchat for the platform it is, I think it can be anywhere between the Instagram. Uh, well, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. I think it can be anywhere between those Facebook numbers, uh, Google numbers, YouTube numbers. I think that platform itself is so powerful so powerful that, you know, we're going to see it evolve. Our kids are going to be using it. Our kids' kids are going to be using it. It's going to be the next thing, you know, especially with Wi-Fi going everywhere. Snapchat is something you don't need cellular, anything. All you need is a Wi-Fi signal. You're going to get video content. You're going to get everything in an instant. So shout out Snapchat. I think you guys are doing extremely well. And last but not least, ACB Cannabis. So Aurora Cannabis Company is a company straight out of Canada, and they've been, you know, working on the CBD, you know, legalizing the weed, you know, especially in the United States and and really taking over the market. They're the first company to really start infusing sodas, uh, start infusing, you know, beverages and creating, you know, these alcohol field type drinks with the THC in them to kind of measure, you know, THC and all these things. ACB is an innovative marijuana company you know they're looking to really take over the whole market they're not looking to you know sell the best uh white widow or sell the best green crack or sell the best you know uh kush they're not looking to do that they're looking to take over the whole market itself they know that people want this stuff and they want to give it to them in the best way possible so aurora you know I think it's a I think it's an amazing company, especially sitting at you know six dollars a share right now. Um, Crone was another company um, that I did believe in, and I still believe in to this day. I just think it's going to take a lot longer to get that money back um, for sure. You know, back last year, Crone was somewhere between the ten dollar range. Um, this year, it's hitting around twenty to twenty five dollars. 
Um, so I think, you know, they're going to be very well, uh, very well structured. Um, but I don't think they're going to be the, the very best to, to do with the, you know, what Aurora is going to do. And Aurora basically is going to, you know, come in the market as soon as everything's, you know, taken care of the legals and step in and really say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take over this market. We're going to put these things here. We're going to put these things here. Uh, these things go with this demographic. They have so many products. Um, they're even talking about, you know, partnering up with Coca-Cola to build a Coke um, that you're going to see in your local Kroger's and stuff like that with CBD in it. And it's going to allow, you know, the consumer to feel that. And imagine that, you know, to partner up with, you know, that's, I mean, we're talking about collabs. We were talking about collabs earlier to sit down and say, you know what? I want to collab with Coca-Cola, the number one drink in the world, you know, to collab with Coca-Cola and then to collab with the number one product that people are consuming today, which is CBD. I mean, you, you, you got to see, you know, that's a big motherfucking resale right there. So I think, you know, ACB is going to do great within the next year or so. Uh, 2020 is going to be a big year for them. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do. So, you know, let's recap. So Ford, uh, Ford is an F on the New York Stock Exchange. General Electric is a GE on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Snapchat is Snap on the New York Stock Exchange. And ACB is Aurora Cannabis. And man, I think those are great stocks to pick. Um, do your research on it. You know, don't take my word for it. You know, take take your instincts, you know, look into the research yourself and do your Warren Buffett and try to figure out, you know, whether that's a good place for you to put your money. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free uh, to reach out to me. Any questions about, you know, whatever it is that you might feel like you just need an answer from, an opinion from. I am here for you guys. I love doing this stuff. And this is why I'm here. So without further ado, we're going to play uh, one of the the second to last song, one of my favorite songs, and then we're going to get into uh, some of the news that we really need to know, and um, yeah. Start money, I want Saudi money, I want art money, I want women to cry and pour out their heart for me and tell me how much they hate it when they apart from me. Yeah, and lately I do bitches the meanest. Tell them I love them and don't ever mean it. We go on dates, I send a maid back out the neighborhoods and never seen it. That shit is dangerous, but it's so convenient. I ain't lying. Yeah, and comfortable I sit. That manual Ferrari Italian, some fly shit. Sitting at the house like I bought it in 96. Cause honestly, I'm too fucking busy to drive stick. I swear, too fucking busy, too busy fucking. This nigga girl, but to me she wasn't. But how before they opened doors for me? Preheated oven, I'm in this hole. But I ain't finished though, it's been a minute though. My newest girl from back home got issues with parents. And some charges, how the fuck can I get her to Paris? Luckily, I'm the greatest my country's ever seen. So chances are I get the border to issue me clearance. Dreams, money, goodbye. Everybody else surprised, I wasn't surprised That's only cause I've been waiting on it, nigga So fuck whoever hating on it, nigga Of course 
She never mentioned ya Can't tell you how much I love when niggas think they got it And I love the fact that line made them think about it Y-M-C-A Alright guys So, you know, before we end this podcast today I just want to go ahead and thank you guys so much for Taking the time out of your day Listening to, you know, what I had to say and, you know, hopefully you guys continue to join me every week, every Monday, Eminem Monday. Um, you know, this is going to be an Eminem life. We're, we want to give you guys some inspiration. We want to give you guys a a place to go every week and really understand that, you know, there's people out here that are going through the same thing. And we want to provide that information for you guys. We want to be there for you guys. And that's why we're here. So, you know, over the weekend... Um, there's been a lot of things that, you know, have happened over, you know, the year, especially, but over the weekend, I think we all got a taste of, you know, exactly what we're going through in today's world. We had a very, uh, very busy, very, um, sad weekend. Um, even though, you know, the weekend brought a lot of great news and I'm sure a lot of us had a great time. There was, there was three big, you know, killings in three different places in the United States. You know, the first one I want to get into is, uh, there was nine killed and dozens injured in Dayton, Ohio. Now, to see, you know, another person taking other people's lives for their thoughts or for their feelings is 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 one thing you know to to for the United States to see that and say okay we have a problem but right you know following that there was 20 people killed in El Paso Texas when we talk about you know what's going on in the world today you know who are these people that are taking other people's lives and feel comfortable about it. We have to dig deeper than, you know, gun control at this point. A lot of people, their their first instinct, you know, when, when hearing this were, hey, you know, we need to lock down gun control. We need to, you know, take these guns out the streets and things like that. Guys, we've been talking about that for years, for decades. And matter of fact, it doesn't change anything because in Chicago, where they say there's the most guns than anywhere else in the United States. There were seven people shot, one killed, and three wounded in Chicago over the weekend. And and in reality, that doesn't even fucking matter in instances. You know, when, when I saw the nine killings, right, I was like, okay, you know what? Day in Ohio, definitely something crazy happened. I don't know. And then you see 20 people killed in El Paso, Texas. You're like, whoa, you know, first of all, you know, Texas, we, I mean, we're strapped out here. And to see 20 people killed, 
you know, in Texas, that that brings a lot of pain to what we're going through on an everyday basis. And then they want to cherry on top it with seven people shot and one killed and three wounded in Chicago. Guys, there's been more. That's an average number. That Chicago number is an average number. They want to cherry it on top of what's going on in the world today. They're basically saying, oh, look, we got a hat trick. And then people are saying, you know, gun control, gun control. You know, we don't, we need to dig deeper than gun control. We need to start looking into, you know, why are are these kids doing this? Why are people feeling like they're so comfortable to walk up to somebody and take somebody's life? How do you hate somebody you never met? How do you put yourself in that position? People are growing up in worse situations than they were yesterday. And it's getting way out of hand. Chicago, I mean, these people have been struggling for years. Inner city kids. We don't know what's going to go on in the next couple years. And who knows who's going to really step up and really try to make a change. But at the end of the day, I feel like as an everyday person, we have to do better because nobody else is going to come in and save anybody. People are waiting on the government to save them. People are waiting on their 401ks to retire. People are waiting on things that are not coming. And they live the everyday life of, okay, well, it's going to come, it's going to come, so I can keep doing this, I can keep doing this. But they're not seeing that they have to sacrifice themselves to give their kids themselves a better future. You get what I'm saying? So for you, for you young people, you know, people out there that are listening, I hope that one thing resonates with you today. At the end of, at the end of the day, however you play out your life, however you see the world, however you feel when you talk to somebody, however you feel when you help somebody, however you feel when you know, when you're going through something, you have to know that you have to be better than the next person. You have to be stronger than the next person. A lot of people are having kids. A lot of people are putting themselves in a growing situation a lot faster. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I'm saying you have to be able to fight a lot harder then your kid ever will have to fight for you to give them the better life. We have to take the risk. We have to take the chance. We have to take it so that people can live a better life in the future. So to those people out there that are still trying, that are still pushing, that are continuing to chase after their dreams on a day-to-day basis and see something like this happen over the weekend... And you guys get discouraged. You guys maybe don't know what's going on. Or how you can help. Just know. That the best thing you can do. Is to work on yourself. Work on your goals. Work on your dreams. Be humble. Be positive. And know. And know. That if you're doing the things that you feel are right within your soul. 
and it puts a smile on your face every day, then you are doing more, more than 99.9% of the world today. So continue to work, continue to grow, continue to grind, and continue to see this life for what it is. And it's love. So love one another. Show, you know, show the people that have been there for you that you love them. Start creating a better life for yourself. Whether that's stepping away from certain things that you might not feel good about anymore. Or, or stepping into things that you feel like you had fear from. You have to take these jumps. You have to take these jumps. So without further ado, um, I just want to go ahead and play the last song of the podcast today. I want to give you guys, you know, that to think about, you know, this week. Are you working hard? Harder than you've ever been? Or just as hard as you can right now? Are you working towards your goals and your dreams? Or are you just working towards getting by? Are you working to build relationships? Or are you just looking to keep them? Go out there this week. Be great. Be awesome. Be inspired. And I promise you this world will be inspiring to you. God bless. Have a great week. I will see you guys next Monday. Take care. Decisions, only visions of them dividends. Yeah. Not respecting each other, denying thy brother. A war 
wars going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept secret, it's swept under the rug. If you never know truth, then you never know love. What's the love, y'all? Come on, I don't know. What's the truth, y'all? Come on, I don't know. What's the love, y'all? People killing, people dying, children hurt, pain, and crying. When you practice what you preach, and what you turn the other cheek. I'm getting older, y'all people get older Most of us only care about money making Selfishness got us following the wrong direction Wrong information always shown by the media Negative images is the main criteria Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinema yeah. Whatever happened to the values of humanity Whatever happened to the fairness and equality Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity Lack of understanding leading us away from unity That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under Gotta keep my faith alive till love is found Now ask yourself One word, one word. We only got one word, one word. That's all we got, one word. 